Hey everybody, welcome back to the second live episode of After the Split. If you were here for HypnoSharks episode, then this will be familiar to you. If you're joining us from the front page of speedrun.com, then welcome. Hope you guys enjoy. If you missed any of the episodes or want to share with, you know, your cat's girlfriend, whatever, you can find all the former episodes on Spotify or youtube.com slash gaffytaffy. Uh, so, for those unfamiliar, the format today, we'll have our conversation for about 60 to 90 minutes, and then I'll be opening up the floor to you guys, the wonderful chat, for questions. So feel free to tune in to the channel if you're just lurking on uh, speedrun.com. As a quick update, and I'm not saying that the channel brought good luck, but Hypnoshark, who we had on a couple weeks ago, actually finally got that magical 48 in Crash Team Racing. Huge PB and huge uh, world record to him, so be sure to give him some congratulations when you see him. This week is my pleasure to have Swift Shadow on. He's a man of many hats and incredible at almost everything he touches. Recently, he's been found running Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Kena Bridge of Spirits. So welcome in, Swift. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited. I am very excited to have you. Now, as a quick little, this is what I love to start with, and they're usually quite fascinating to me. How did you wind up with the name Swift Shadow? Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if I've actually ever told this story in full before. A lot of the time I just say, like, uh, it sounded cool, I picked it. Uh, but I think it was back in 2010, I was playing, like, a bunch of things like RuneScape and stuff. And I would always go by the name Sunman710. And it was, like, an auto-generated name I had when I was younger. And I wanted something darker or cooler <laughs> as I was, like, starting to get older. And I was playing, it was uh, an MMO called Wizard 101, and there was a mount in it called Swift Shadow Wings. And I was like, oh, that oh. sounds cool. So then I took that and have just used it ever since. You know, it's weird. I, I've heard that a couple times now, actually, on the show. People starting with Wizard 101. I feel like I completely mm. missed it. Like, I had <laughs> no idea that it even existed. Yeah, I played it for a bit. It was it was interesting. Now, now that you're more established as a... A brand yourself uh do you regret the name do you wish you picked something else or are you like you know I'm, I'm still happy with this this is fine i think uh especially in terms of speed running it's very fitting the the swift part of it there are also just a lot of people who have swift in their name though and a lot of them who are bigger than me so <laughs> <laughs> that's where it comes to like run into a weird part but i like the name swift shadow i've gotten attached to it over the years for sure now, for an interesting fact, just to everybody watching, Swift was actually recommended to me not once, but twice by different members of, I guess I'll say the After the Split Family uh, League. I don't know what quite what to call it, but yeah, both Cookie Naval and Logic were like, oh, you have to have Swift on. So it's been a long time in the making for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I get to be here. I'm glad they both recommended me because they're both great runners and I'm good friends with both of them. It was a, it was pretty cool to see. So Logic just did his run for No Holidays Allowed, and yes. I feel like I've I've seen you guys run similar games, and it was cool to see you do commentary for him. So how was that for you? That was a lot of fun. It's always it's always a really good time getting to do commentary for Logic. I know in the past he did a uh, Kingdom Hearts three Lucky Emblems run for a marathon, which I helped commentate as well. And I think we have a really good dynamic when we do commentary and he's an incredible runner so every single time that i get to watch him do a run live it's always a lot of fun i actually don't know because you guys have both been running for a few years have you guys like always kind of talked with each other or have you known each other for a long time yeah i've known him since uh 
I think it was 2018, I want to say, like mid-2018, because I was looking into learning 2FM, and he's the 2FM goat. Pretty he's good. incredible. Yeah. So I'd like he'd helped me learn some things back then. And then we got closer when we were both running KH3 and we met at uh, HDQ 2020. We met in person. Oh, so really? that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a there was like a group of six of us. We all rented a place and stayed together. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's really cool. Since then, we've been a lot closer to one of these days. I, uh, I mean, I'm kind of a baby runner in comparison and only just started because I was locked in my house. So <laughs> I'm hoping that I can do GDQ stuff. That seems really fun. Yeah, it was a it was an amazing experience. I'm glad I was able to have it right before COVID kind of locked everything down. Mm -hmm. uh, was a little bittersweet having that be like that was the first in person marathon that I'd gone to, and I like left it like, oh, I can't wait to go to more of these. I'm gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be great. And then see you guys happened. in a few months. Ooh. Yeah. How uh, were you running at the marathon, or just there as a like commentator fan? I don't uh, know. Just viewer? just there as a spectator. Yeah, because there was uh, there was Pessilist was doing a uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep final mix run, and he also had a, a Spider Man run, and I was good friends with him. And there were a lot of people from the KH community going, so I wanted to get to go and meet people, and it was fun. Now. I personally, I love storylines. I think they make running and leaderboard stuff like that super exciting. And especially, I've seen it now with both like Kingdom Hearts 3 and Kina a bit. You and Logic kind of fight for those records. Is it a friendly competition or is there, you know, a little bit of, oh, I'm getting you? The, uh, a, a lot of the time it's very friendly competition. Uh, he always tends to like overtake me. Uh, and it's fun to try and keep up with him and try and push him and challenge him a bit when I can compete with him. I think he is definitely a, a better runner than I am, especially when it comes to practice. He's very like effective with the way that he practices things and the way he picks things up. Uh, but it's definitely a, a very motivating thing for me, especially to have somebody as strong of a runner as him that like pushes me to oh, yeah. keep improving as well. It's really nice. I think it definitely, I mean, it, it keeps things interesting too. Like... Yeah. For example, when he was pretty much the top of Spyro three, uh, nobody's touching it. The whole category because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, he's way ahead. And then eventually, like, you know what? I don't think this is a good time. He brings it down by like another few minutes, and you need someone to push you. So to see you guys doing that uh, most recently with Kina has been really exciting. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, especially from the viewer perspective as well. I think it's really cool to have multiple people competing at a top level. And like have that dynamic of oh who's gonna like come out in the end with the record who's gonna PB next all of that stuff I think it's very interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. Now we will def we'll get into your runs and stuff like that, but I'd like to get a little bit of the origin story. Uh, so I guess you know, let's hear a little bit about you. How old are you? Where are you from? That sort of stuff. So I am 24 years old. I'm from uh, South Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, I'm still living in the same house that i have grown up in since i was a kid i live at home with family uh i went to school at rit it's in rochester new york for game design oh really um, yeah so i'm right now looking for work uh with covid and everything happening that slowed down a bit uh but 
looking for full-time work right now and then streaming on the side and everything i've always uh especially because you know obviously we're we care a little bit about games people that actually mm -hmm. go and pursue that game design as pr a profession what aspect about it is something that you're like oh this is what i really like yeah uh i ever since i was like little i think everybody has like those crazy first dream jobs mine was like an astronaut or something <laughs> uh but then ever since i played uh pokemon red it's the first video game that i can remember finishing i was like five or six years old or something and ever since i played that i was like oh video games are really cool this like there, there's kind of like a, a magic to games where they can like draw mm -hmm. you into a, a world and immerse you and you can like have these like storylines or relationships with a game especially with like pokemon where you get attached to your team or whatever and ever since that i was like this is something that i'd really like to do and have somebody play a game that i make and like feel those same feelings i think that would be really cool so you uh you think in one day like you'll actually make a, a game or somebody get I'm on hopeful. maybe do some level design because there's so many assets that go into something that I'm like that just it's it's almost overwhelming when i think about it yeah there, there are definitely a lot of parts uh for me in particular i like the programming side of things especially like when it comes to programming gameplay and like doing all those different systems so that's hopefully what i'll find work in at some point but we'll see yeah it's a fingers competitive crossed industry there's uh certainly a lot of places to go but then also find some you actually care about and stuff like that it yeah. can be difficult and the the wonderful catch-22 of getting a job you have to have job experience and that's a whole nother thing we won't go into that yeah exactly now i tend to be a bit more private with i guess my whole streaming and everything do you do you live with other people yeah i live with family so do they know like just how much of a, a legend you are in running they do know they get i it? stream they yeah so they they know i stream they know i do speed runs they don't know like the the full extent of like the games that i run I, they they know i had have held records in the past and they think that that's cool and they've they've been pretty supportive of it as well mm -hmm. which is really nice I've uh for people that don't know, I've always found it so weird to try and explain. It's like, yeah, so yeah. you know, I try to play this game, but like faster. Like, mm -hmm. okay, so like why? I'm like, uh, it feels good. I don't, I don't know. But the people that know are like, oh yeah, that that it's it's so sick. But people that aren't like in the loop, it's always like, nihao exactly yeah it's it's interesting it's a it's a very cool hobby speed running and it's a lot of fun to put time into something and just see yourself improve and progress but from people on the outside looking in uh it can get a bit weird especially for like more glitch heavy runs and then you get all the people who are like oh you're not even playing the game or whatever <laughs> man that the, stuff gets weird. the copy pauses have been great though yep i still uh very true I actually just yesterday, because a few of my friends here know like that I do speed run, but they're not like into it. So they sent me the the tweet of like, "Oh, why so many speedrunners uh, associate with the radical left and in, in the Petersonian sense?" I'm like, "Oh, come on, old memes. You think I didn't see that on day one?" That thread was incredible. <laughs> and seeing like the Sonic dub over too, like this is so good. That's really great. Now. Uh, so outside of speedrunning though do you have any other like notable hobbies stuff that you like to do 
Um, for the most part now, I've been, I don't know if it's really a hobby, but I've been looking into web development stuff and like doing small projects on the side, most of the time dropping them before they get <laughs> finished, but hopefully I'll actually like finish something soon. But that's also partly been for job search reasons. If I can't find something in game development, then I want to go into web dev. So I've been looking into a lot of web development stuff in the, the last few months, and that's been fun. I guess uh, explain it to me because I'm, I'm not too smart. What, what does that mean? Oh, so uh, basically what I've, what I've been looking at now is just like making websites, making things look pretty. Uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff with backend stuff with like making databases account creation storing oh. things in a database and doing all of that stuff um and that's been it's been fun to learn there there have been a lot of problems i've run into with it trying to learn it on my own but uh, it's been fun too so i'll i'll very much admit and it, it seems there's certainly two different types of people i cannot stand anything remotely related to coding i'm like it just does not tra translate my brain. It's stressful. I didn't want nothing to do with it, but I, I do like to do like network administration work. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, this, this makes sense. Wire go here. It's not working mm -hmm. because this. Yeah. I hated programming when I tried it for the first time. And then like, I, I stayed away from it for like a year or two. I think I was like 13 or something. And then I picked it back up taking computer science classes in high school. And once I like actually started getting into it, it made a lot more sense to me. And it's it's definitely not for everybody though. Mm -hmm. There's it's there's a lot of weird stuff that goes into it sometimes. Now, since you have a little more insight, and obviously this is a subjective question, but what do you think game just does things perfectly at, from a design standpoint? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I guess we can break it down too. So like. Music, level design, uh, play experience? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think music-wise, I, I really, really love the Persona games, especially what they do with music. I think they, they do have that problem where they have like one main battle theme and you hear that a mm -hmm. lot over and over again. And it tends to get old by the end. But the songs that they play are just like good the whole way through. So... At least it's got that going for it. I think that's probably like my, my favorite music. I think a lot of Atlas games have some pretty great music. Uh, in terms of level design, at least that I've played recently, I really like how Kena was structured. I think the, the amount of exploration it gives, the amount of things there are to collect in terms of the, the rot and hats and everything, and the way that they give you abilities as the game goes on and each of those opens up uh, different sections in areas that you've been to already and gives you different opportunities. I think that's really cool. Uh, overall, I think... And as a, as a KH2 fan, this is probably <laughs> <laughs> expected, but KH2's crazy. I think KH2's like a masterpiece of the game. I think combat-wise, it's really cool. I think the, the story's interesting and definitely on the the That's... better ends of cage story before it like it's a good way to phrase it it's interesting <laughs> i think it's like after cage 2 and once it got into like ddd and cage mm -hmm. 3 and there's time travel and everything it started getting way too crazy but cage 2 was like in that spot where it's like a little 
strange and crazy, but not too far. Uh, Do you think you follow the, really the lore like pretty well? You know, as well as any person can? I thought I did until the mobile game came out. <laughs> oh and no, then... just throw a wrench into everything. <laughs> yeah. I, it's weird too because now that I've like gone back and watched YouTube videos of like all the cutscenes because I don't want to play the gotcha game. Yeah, uh, no. I think Union Cross has some of the most interesting story stuff that KH has had in a while. It just sucks that it's in a mobile game that is now shut down and before it was very. Oh, is it shut down? Terrible. Yeah. I had no idea so there, actually. You can, I think there's still like a theater mode where you can see all the cutscenes, but there's no gameplay at all. They just shut all the servers down for that. Did you ever watch like uh, the donkey video explain the Kingdom Hearts yeah. lore? <laughs> yes. Is that accurate or is it just a big meme? Because like it seems like it starts <laughs> off pretty accurate. I'm like, you know what? This could be legit. I, I actually don't know. There are a lot of very accurate parts in it. It's It definitely starts more accurate and then by the end devolves into a bit of memes, but there's like there's some accurate plot points <laughs> spread throughout it the whole way through. Now, Logic, when he was on, he did a little bit of a tier list for us. Uh, and wow, thank you for the raid, Dessa. Dessa. But Logic did a, a tier list for us, which I'm not going to have you do the whole thing, but what, what do you think is like your top KH game? And what is definitely at the bottom? What's, what's kind of your quick off the top of your head thoughts? Uh, my my top three are definitely uh, KH2FM as number one, then KH3, then 0 0.2. Uh, my bottom two are Union Cross and Recoded. Recoded's the only KH game mainline, I, I guess you could say. Uh, it's the only KH game I haven't finished. Oh, really? That bad, huh? Yeah. I made it. There's like a point in the game where you have to go inside of Riku and then it like revisits all of the worlds that you've been to before but it levels you down and then you like level up as you go through them and I got to Wonderland in that section and I was like I don't know why I'm playing this anymore <laughs> this is this doesn't make sense to me so then I just stopped now you were a runner for three for a while yes. when when it first came out did you I guess what were your thoughts? Because it was definitely is a lot of buildup. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, Kingdom Hearts Three is finally coming out." Mm -hmm. Did it live up to expectations for you? It. My expectations were very low. I enjoyed what they did with Zero Point Two, which was the release before it, it was kind of like a tech demo of what KH Three could be. And I mm -hmm. ran Zero Point Two. That was my first speed game, and all I wanted from KH Three was more of what Zero Point Two did. And KH3 did that and more, in my opinion. So I was totally happy with it from that perspective. I think the story definitely has some issues. There are some issues with pacing in it as well. But the gameplay is really good. And it's only been made better now, especially with the, the Remind DLC as well. All of the, the data fights in that. I think what Remind did for KH3 is some of the best KH content we've had. I've heard Remind was really good. And I, I had a lot of gripes with like the main game mostly i think because i wound up having to buy it twice and i've, I've talked about it, so i won't go into it again but it it felt like product placement to me a bit and also everybody just joining us if uh you want to hang out after we're done with our interview i'm going to open the floor up to the chat and you're welcome to you know ask whatever questions you have or just sh hang out with us um uh, sorry yeah <laughs> i lost uh my train of thought 
Yeah, so Remind, I know a, a lot of people had the the thought process, and it's very common in the KH community now that base game KH3 wasn't great, and then Remind was like a saving grace that made the game better. I played a lot of KH3. Uh, I ran it a lot, especially towards early release, so I've enjoyed it. I really, really like the game. I think once you get deeper into the gameplay, it actually it plays really well. I think by far it has the best movement in any KH game, uh, which especially in the speedrunning is really cool. Oh, for sure. And then I think what Remind added as well with the the new combo modifiers and stuff that it added, and then the data fights are all very well designed, and the secret boss for it is also great. I think Remind added on to KH3 and made it better, but I think from from the start, the base game was still good, which isn't a, a thing that a lot of KH fans will <laughs> share, but... I think especially the people who have taken the time to like dig deeper into the game and run it or like play it on high difficulty and do challenge runs of it have a have an appreciation for it. Now, I am curious and after this I we'll jump into the runs a little bit. We've been flirting with it. So, were you always like growing up as a kid, were you a gamer? Did you have a PlayStation, you know, were you an Xbox, Nintendo lad? Yeah, so my I think the the first game I can ever remember playing was uh Christmas Nights into Dreams on Sega Saturn. Uh oh and boy, then a Saturn, that's a rare one. Yeah. So that's that's what I started with and then I got a Game Boy Color and played Pokemon and basically just played Pokemon all the way up until I like caught up with new stuff and got a Game Boy Advance and then uh, my uncle got me a PS2, and that's when I got like more into console gaming. And were your parents cool with it, or were they like, "Oh no, homework"? And so my my dad was cool with it. He was the person who like got me my my first handheld and stuff, and he'd like go to garage sales and stuff and like pick up games or whatever. My mom actually, uh, my mom and my my best friend at the time's parents they tricked us into thinking that our like township had made a law where you weren't allowed to play video games on school nights. What? And we just believed them and, and, and like didn't question it at all until like a year had passed. So I wasn't allowed to play video games at all. Uh, Monday through Thursday and then Friday and weekends. <laughs> like As a kid, of course you're going to believe it, but what a wild one, especially yeah. <laughs> if like the parents are cooperating on this one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just tell them this is going to be good. Yep. Like if it was just my parents and I like talked to my friend and was like, oh no, that's that's stupid. We we like we both believed it. <laughs> it's crazy for me to think about. So I had like my dad had to have liked playing PlayStation or something because I remember like seeing Metal Gear Solid. I remember playing the Crash Bandicoot games. But if it wasn't for him, like I wouldn't have had that stuff probably because mm -hmm. I I was young. But now I've. I think the last time I saw it was like four or five years ago. Him trying to play a Call of Duty game, and he's you know that older guy that stares at the floor or like way up in the sky. I'm like, how did you, how did you play games like <laughs> yeah. back then? I I don't believe it now. That's what I'm afraid of that I'm gonna turn into that <laughs> as I get older and just not be able to play any video games anymore. As I'm going into my my mid to later twenties, I'm like, this is how I feel now. I've got boomer <laughs> hands. It's only yeah. like three years away till I can no longer do anything. Mm -hmm. but there's some good inspirations i look at uh some older like runners or like a mango i'm like you know what maybe maybe i have some hope yeah 
it's always cool to see people who have like been doing something for a long time and still keeping with it mm-hmm. and keeping up with all of the new blood it's really really awesome man this actually this was super de- I, I won't say demotivating but it was certainly something i i recently because i run hollow knight i started trying to learn how to play on keyboard because i think it can be more consistent as far as like actually getting that fine movement and whatnot and i'm like this is really hard my brain just doesn't like it right away but i think because i have a lot of hours of muscle memory with controller and i end up watching another runner marcy and she plays one-handed on a keyboard i'm like okay i'm just bad then <laughs> <laughs> like someone else can do more with less and like that's insane mm-hmm it's wild what some people are able to do. I watch a lot of Bubsia who does like blindfolded speedrunning oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I've never understood and how that's possible. It's ridiculous. Because I, I had met him because he used to do some KH stuff. He'd done KH2 blindfolded. He did KH1 Like the blindfolded. whole game? Yeah. How do you even do and that? Like, I feel like that's not it, like a Mario 64 where you can train it's it. It's crazy. Yeah, I know he was planning on doing KH3, but the only thing that was like stopping him was there's a part where you have to race uh, Luxord in a pirate ship. Yeah. And that was just way too inconsistent to uh... be able to finish that without vision. But he had done 0.2, which I ran. And I like as a follower goal was like, oh, I'll play it blindfolded. And he sent me his notes for it. And like seeing the way that he structures things where it's like dodge roll yeah. in a straight line 13 times and you'll hit a wall and it'll like change your direction it's very cool because you don't you can't like hit angles that you normally can with yeah. vision right uh so it's very interesting how you have to go about things it's really cool i think i mean that's so impressive especially having to like remember every single part of it and 0.2 yeah. is a little bit shorter but a longer mm-hmm. run how are you supposed to remember that sort of thing I have no clue. It's, I'd just be mashing crazy. triangle and circle and X all at the same time. Like, all right, fingers crossed. We're going to mm-hmm. make it. But I guess, so let's jump into the meat and potatoes here. Uh, you said you started off with 0.2. What kind of yes. led you to actually do your first run? Because I always find that to be the hardest part. Yeah, so I, I was aware of speed running for like a while. I used to watch... Uh, binding of isaac league racing back in like 2013 through 2015 because i played a lot of binding of isaac and they would do like speedrun races and it was always cool to see people play the game at a high level uh but i didn't get into speedrunning myself until i saw bloody biz kits kingdom hearts 2 critical run at sgdq 2017 and i didn't see it at the event i wasn't watching the event live but i just got it recommended on youtube at one point and i was like ooh I think it was like August of 2017. I sat down. I was like, oh, it's three hours long. I'll probably just like watch part of it. And then if it's good, watch another yeah. part later. And I got like, I got super sucked in and just watched the whole thing. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I, I really want to do this. But KH2 seemed too hard and too long to do. So I wanted to pick up something shorter. And by like the end of that week, I just started doing blind runs of 0.2. And was that the first thing, like, you ever grinded? Like, were you going for world record for a while in that? Yeah, so I, at the start, I definitely wasn't. Uh, I couldn't even, like, record or submit runs because I didn't have a capture card. And uh, the game's since been patched, but beforehand it had recording blocked for the final boss. Really? So you couldn't, like, PS4 record. Yeah. They, apparently they didn't want spoilers out, and then they, like, <laughs> patched it and removed it, like, I think it was two years ago. They finally, like 
actually for real so that you can record the end. like that late into it like many yep. people are still <laughs> playing this it, so i i couldn't submit runs or anything but i just do runs offline and then i think it was yeah it was november of 2017 like black friday came around and i was like okay i'll i'll buy a capture card i was playing on like a base ps4 at the time and i knew ps4 pro was faster and if you had an ssd you would be faster so i bought those as well oh really wow started yep so i was yeah, like yeah, if i'm going gonna go serious into it, into it yeah mm-hmm. so then i i started doing runs and it was like start of 2018 was when i started thinking like okay i can probably like at least get close to the top i never ended up getting record in 0.2 but i ended up getting close now i wind like i wind up always thinking where were people at when they first started doing it like i was i was just working and well i wasn't actively working because i was in covid lockdown but mm. where were you at when you started doing runs is this you un- going to university yeah so i was it was the summer after my second year of college so going into third year it was like the the month before i started school up again i picked it up and then just like would do it after classes sometimes and it was a fun little hobby to have on the side and then that second semester of that year was when I started streaming and like actually grinding runs and trying to get better. Now 0.2 I think is like a 20 to 30 minute run if yep. I'm not mistaken. So when did you finally start going into like longer runs because you have quite a diverse like time for the runs you've wound up doing now. Yeah so I started with 0.2 with the goal that once I like learned how to like practice and stuff and like get better at games I would move over to KH2 and so then that summer of 2018 the the end of that semester I started like watching KH2 tutorials and watching Logic more as well and I tried to pick it up myself and ran it for that summer and that's when I got into like the longer three hour ish runs uh that game made me very frustrated. <laughs> so I have not <laughs> grinded that or like gone for as good of a time as I would like to have there. Maybe someday I'll like finally go back to it with a better mentality, but that game did things to me mentally. So this is a, a weird thing for me. Uh, just with the recent changes to speedrun.com, I feel like, especially in a game like Kingdom Hearts where it has so many subcategories, it can be hard to really find some of the the runs that people do nowadays and that almost hurts like my desire to to run some categories because like oh you don't see it anymore Mm -hmm. is do you think like all the subcategories are a good thing for a game like kh or would it be better condensed into something else i think it it depends on the game i know with 0.2 when i started learning it there was uh everything was like on the same board so you'd have ps4 base you'd have ps4 pro there wasn't like a ps5 out or it wasn't out on pc at the time Mm -hmm. and i know that actually ended up causing problems for me learning it because 0.2 because it runs on better frame rate at ps4 there are a few strats that you can only do that only work on ps4 pro oh no trying to learn the game at the start and watching record which was done on ps4 pro i'd like Mm -hmm. try to do some of these strats and they just wouldn't work i just can't do it and i had no clue why so I think when there is like a a gameplay difference like that, I think it's good to have them split into separate categories because I think somebody trying to approach the run can get confused in that sense. For sure. Um, 
And I think as well for like the sake of competition, it can be good to have like if there are big loading time differences, all of that stuff, it can be good to have them separated. It definitely does make some things harder to find, though, for sure. I, uh, I've heard a lot about it and it seems so interesting to me. I'm I'm almost so thankful that almost everything I've run has had a load remover. And maybe it's because I because of accessibility reasons, I only really play newer games. But KH has a lot of like hardware dependent things. That's I'm just like, yeah. that's insane to me. There's a lot. I know uh, Logic talked about that on his episode as well with load times in KH2 and how like being on a PS4 Pro basically just saves you a minute mm -hmm. with load times throughout the run. So you can just straight up lose time if you don't have the best hardware. Uh, and I know with the, the PC ports now, is at least for KH3, which is actually ported well to PC, we have a load remover, and that's Thank really goodness. nice. Thank goodness, yeah. But for some of the, the other games that have more issues with the port, I believe KH2's PC port has been patched and fixed a bit now, but uh, interest in some of those KH games has definitely died out recently, especially due to uh, Rando becoming more popular. Oh yeah, Rando's, I mean, I haven't tried one for KH yet, but I... I did it for the first time with Hollow Knight, and Randos are just fun. Is yeah. that something you've tried with KH2? I did one rando of KH2. I did it as a co-op with a friend, just because I know a lot of people were doing crit randos, and I don't feel good enough at KH2 <laughs> to play the game on crit without knowing the tools that I'm going to have. That's uh, fair. But I know there's a KH3 randomizer that's in development right now and it's near oh, really? completion. And when that comes out, that'll probably be something I put a decent amount of time into for sure. Seems like it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And I mean, KH fan base, especially in runs and stuff like that, seems to have a decent amount of popularity too, which is, hey, it doesn't mm -hmm. hurt for streaming for sure. Yeah. Now, I think there was a, a long period of time where for streaming in general with KH, there were a few big streams that would just get a bunch of viewers and then lower than that it would be like not many people but especially more recently it seemed to have even out more which is cool yeah i've uh i've noticed that with a couple games and i think size of the community definitely matters there's always going to be some people that are a little bit bigger but uh i don't know the right word for it like a trickle down effect i guess as long as people are <laughs> yeah. helping each other out I'm like oh that's very cool now, oh, well, I didn't want to get too far away from it before asking, do you have a preference for like longer or shorter runs? Because some can be like six hours and some can be 20 minutes for, for you I, specifically. I think the sweet spot for me is anything between an hour to two hours is like that's the area where it's not short enough where like you're very reset heavy every mistake matters even more but it's also not long enough where like if i can't get a run going in an hour now i like have yeah. completely screwed up my schedule um so i, I love runs in that area uh i like shorter runs as well because 0.2 was short i ran kane at any percent which was on the shorter end kane at any percent is definitely the shortest thing that i've done uh longer runs tend to scare me a bit with how much go into them me too. I uh I'll I'll be honest. I started my first run is like 40 minutes to an hour depending on your skill level obviously. And I found that to be perfect cuz much longer than that I'm like you feel bad about resetting, 
and any shorter than that's like you have to be too perfect and it's like okay this this just works yeah especially starting with a with a shorter run which i did with 0.2 i think it set me up in a weird way for speed running where since that was the first game that i ran every other game that i approached after that at least for like a year or so i treat with that same mindset of like oh, I just made a mistake, my run's over. Because the run's only 20 <laughs> minutes long, and I lost like 10 seconds or whatever. So then when, when I started doing longer games, and this is probably why I got so frustrated with KH2, is I treat every single mistake like it was a run-ender. Uh, when, Ooh, especially yeah, with longer that's runs, a, that's not really the case. That is a hard mentality, for sure. But I think everybody winds up going through it a little bit. Yeah. I I definitely I had to teach myself early on. Otherwise, you're gonna burn yourself out. And I I like to tell every new runner this: just don't do don't reset runs. Like yeah. keep going through it. You have to bring down your baseline before you can even think about like, oh, this this is bad. But like, hey, yeah, your PB is probably <laughs> bad. Just <laughs> improve exactly. your sum of best, and then go from there. Yep, I think if you're starting doing runs, absolutely just do no resets. Just only do no resets. There's no reason to reset at all. Once you start resetting too, that's when you start getting trapped in that reset cycle and it gets rough. You have a very diverse profile, by the way, as far as games run. Like you've gone from Astral Chain to Kina to Pokemon to all like a bunch of KH games. What mm-hmm. is it that stands out to a game like what sort of thing makes oh this is a good speed game to me uh in the past i i really like combat and i think that's one of my strengths as a runner is i can spend like hours in a row just doing the same fight over and over again and i don't get bored of it and i like i like the process of trying to figure out how to do a certain fight faster Mm -hmm. Uh, so especially early on i tried to run games that were more combat focused than movement focused because i also on the other end, think that I'm bad at platforming. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't play a lot of platformers, so movement stuff uh, scared me more. That changed more recently, uh, but beforehand, what I'd look at is, is does this game have cool combat? Is there, is this the kind of thing that I feel like I could be good at if I put time into it? Yeah. Uh, and with Astral Chain, that that was like my, my first big departure from Cage. I ran... 13-2 before that, but that was less of a like, I think that was less of a is this a game I'll be good at and more of a I haven't done like a more turn-based game before yeah. and I like 13-2 a lot and I don't want to run KH3 anymore so this is like a, a way of testing new waters. Now, since you, I mean, anything you've gone to, you pretty much always place in that top three podium but when do you know like, you know what, I'm going to move on to the next thing? Hmm. That's a that's a really good question because half the time I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think, especially recently, and now because I I did burn myself out before, and now coming back into speedrunning, I've had a different approach where I have been trying at least recently to kind of limit myself to running a game for about two months, and then after that, trying to move on to something else. I think that that gives me enough time where I can improve to the point where I'm like happy enough with my time and I, I feel good enough about what I've done. Uh, while I also still am in that period where I'm not like super grind heavy trying to just reset for everything and play perfect. Uh, I still get that feeling of like learning and discovery and all of that stuff. But I think the the moment that I do try to move on is normally when I 
start trying to grind for a good time in a game, I'll have like a, a time in my mind that I want to hit. And then once I hit that time, I'll either realize that time wasn't good in the first place <laughs> and now I need to go lower. Or if I hit that time and I feel like the run was good, then that's normally the point when I when I want to move on instead of trying to push for more when I'm already satisfied with what I have. There is there's definitely something that I like to do and it's picking up these endeavors that are potentially potentially wow words are hard limitless like doing this podcast eventually there will be a last episode but i mm. i like that it's open-ended that it doesn't have to be or like running you never potentially are done like you can always retackle it and as long as you're not taz perfect there's room for improvement but yeah i eventually everyone always has a last run and i'm like oh that's a crazy thought to me yeah i think it, it with speedrunning especially it can be very I, I know i'm guilty of this as well when you like check the leaderboard and see like ah this time soon and then you see yeah. the runs like from three two years, years ago, ago. and, yeah. like, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and I, I, i'm very guilty of that as well but i, I think it's it's very cool with speedrunning that there's always room to go forward even in like there are the super optimized games like Super Mario Bros. and stuff where that window to go yeah. faster is a lot smaller. But I think it's really cool that there there's always room to improve, not only for yourself, but like you can do a run and like bring it to a certain point and then somebody else later on can come and pick up everything that you did and improve on something and do it better. And somebody else can do it after that. So there's always mm -hmm. room for the game to go, even if you've moved on from it and you don't want to like put your time into it anymore. What was the first record you ever got, by the way? Uh, my first record was 0.2 critical mode. Any percent I, I was running beginner. I'd gotten second place in beginner. I never got beyond second place in beginner, but I I'd gotten to a point where I was like happy enough with my time. I saw that the critical time could definitely go lower and I, challenged myself i was like for a week i'm just gonna run crit and see where it ends up and then that happened and then i wanted to push it a little more after that and push it a bit more after that oh that's and it awesome. ended up in a, a pretty nice spot has it uh been contested since you ever took it uh it has been uh but it's on pc so the, the person who i'd taken it from before has run it since on pc oh, and has beaten okay that time uh but not on the the PS4 Pro version, and I'm actually not sure how our runs compare. Uh, but I don't think I'm too far off of their their current time. I think I I think I'm behind it, but not by too much. I'm always fascinated by the mindset, and especially because it seems like this unachievable goal for everything that I've set out to do so so far, anyway. And what's it like at the top of the mountain <laughs> like when you first get there is it joy is it like no this is still bad because you know every world record run the runner at least once says oh this is a bad run mm -hmm. so i guess what was your mindset when you finally got that recce uh yeah my my mindset after the first record was definitely this run was bad it can be better because <laughs> uh, i think i had uh i think i'd beaten record by like half a minute or something and i was like oh i definitely made mistakes that can go better and then i like lowered it by like at least another minute over the the rest of my time grinding it but once i got that last time it felt it felt good it felt like this is 
this is what I wanted to accomplish and leaving it there felt good. Now, do you find yourself motivated by like competition for leaderboard sense or is it not that important to you? I'm absolutely motivated. Oh, by okay. It. Yeah. I, I really, really like having competition with people. I think that's one of the coolest things about speedrunning to me. I, I think the, mm -hmm. the coolest thing is just seeing a game's time go down and seeing the community effort to push it down. But I also, I really like being one of the people who gets to compete to push that time down. I think oh, that's a sure. lot of fun. I, I wanted to pick up like a new game whenever it comes out and then be one of the people that like help push it forward. But then whenever a new game comes out where I think like, oh, this could be exciting. I'm like, oh, no, this looks terrible. I don't want to do this. <laughs> so I'm still waiting. I'll, I'll find my game eventually. But most recently it was Halo. And then I see people like oh. grapple hooking and like flying across the map because they did it off of like a, a pylon. I'm like, that's insane. Nope, not doing that. All right, next game. I'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, I had a, a lot of fun. KH3 was my first time running a game that was new because I'd ran 0 0.2 like a bit after everybody else had left it. And KH2 has been around for a long time. Oh, but yeah. KH3 was like the first game where even then I was late to it because a bunch of the like bigger KH streamers picked it up in Japanese and then started doing runs on the Japanese version before the English one even dropped. It's so then there weird, was like, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on with the story, but the gameplay is mm -hmm. cool. I was like, I, a part of me was tempted to like try and pick it up for the gameplay, but at the same time, I wanted to like, it's the conclusion of this whole saga. I mm -hmm. want to see and understand what's going on before conclusion. I try and run it. Yeah, <laughs> conclusion. Uh, but yeah, it was it was very cool to get to be a part of that experience, especially for KH three. Uh, yeah, that that would that by far has been my my favorite experience with speedrunning. Did you uh did you work much with like initial routing and stuff like that? Kind of pushing that yeah. game forward? So I had worked with um I know before the game had come out, I'd been talking to Yidamoda, who is now the uh he's in my opinion the best person to ever have touched KH3. Oh, he's man. absolutely incredible. Insane on the uh, sticks, he just, huh? Yeah, he just broke uh beginner world record again earlier this week. Uh now that he's back to it, he's absolutely incredible and we, we were talking before the game came out about like doing some routing together and we'd passed ideas back and forth and kind of like picked up what a bunch of other people had done and i worked with him i worked with uh crystal a lot uh logic as well logic was at, at the start of kh3 he was like i'm never gonna run kh3 and <laughs> that that absolutely changed and once he got on it he like he really uh opened like a whole other world with kh3 especially in terms of the movement that he was doing it was like a level above what anybody else had done to that point um but yeah it was it was just really fun to get to to collaborate with all of these people and then also like push and try and compete with other bigger streamers who i'd like been watching up until that point and because i ran 0.2 it was like a side thing not many people knew about me or knew about what I could do with the game. So like being able to prove myself as well as like, hey, I can like I can compete with these more established people and yeah. actually bring some stuff to the table. It was a it was a really fun experience. Now I especially we were talking KH can be fairly popular. Uh and you're no doubt a fantastic runner at almost anything you push. Do you ever find that mental conflict kind of between 
oh, I should just do this because, you know, it streams well. Or at the end of the day, I mean, it seems like you, you ultimately are like, I'm going to go with what I like more. But do you still think about, like, maybe I should just be running KH3 right now? Yeah, so I, I had a big, like, mental crisis, <laughs> I guess you could say. It was back, mm -hmm. in, uh, back in 2019, because I'd ran KH3 a lot, and there was, like, I, I had reached the time that I'd set in my mind right before uh, SGDQ, which there was, it was getting shown off at SGDQ. They had a, a three-person relay, which was, it was a great showing, and I, like, I burned myself out on the game before GDQ because my mind was very weird and yeah. I knew I wasn't going to be at GDQ and I wanted, like, if people looked at the game and saw, like, wanted to look into runs, I wanted to be the person at the top. I wanted to have a time I was happy with. Um, and so I, like, grinded the game super hard up to GDQ, burned myself out, had to take a break, and then picked it up again, like, the, the week of GDQ and ended up finally reaching my goal right before the, the GDQ run had happened. And then I, after that, I was like, I don't really want to play the game anymore. I've accomplished <laughs> what I wanted. Yeah. So that I completely dropped off of it, switched to 13-2. And that was when I first realized it. Like I was averaging like around 30 viewers doing KH3 stuff. And then I switched to 13-2 and that like immediately dropped to like eight to 10 viewers. And I was like, okay. Which is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did a bit more KH3 and then I switched to Astral Chain and Astral Chain, it dropped to like, five viewers and i was like okay this is uh, a bit weird and then after i like i grinded astral chain a lot and i was happy with what i was doing and i was happy with the times i was putting out and then one day i just randomly was like ah cage 3 d resting and averaged 20 something viewers and i was like oh my god that's like, crazy if I can spend all of this time grinding and trying to get a time i'm happy with and then just like randomly do a bad cage 3 run and have people like actually want to watch it more that was when I like kind of started getting these weird thoughts in my head. Like maybe I should only just be doing KH3. And since then I've gone past it. Now I just kind of run yeah. whatever I want to do. And if people want to watch, they want to watch. And there, there have been a, a huge amount of people who I'm very grateful for who will just follow me to whatever I want to do. But the first times that I was like starting to switch off games, especially after experiencing success with KH3, it definitely hit me mentally. And I think Twitch definitely intentionally uh, pushes analytics like that for sure. And I, most runners, I think, go through this. And whether you choose to admit it or not to yourself is another thing. Or maybe you truly don't. Some people truly don't care. But I, I know I went through it quite a bit when I left my first speed game. I was like, I nobody's going to be here. It's going to be awful. And wound up being like, especially when I take breaks because like, oh, school started up. I, I couldn't stream like I was binging before. I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to do what I like, and that's fine. Yeah, I think, especially for streaming as well, if you're, like, fed up with a game, and you know that people will just watch it because you're running that game, but you don't really want to be doing it, I think it makes the streams a lot worse anyways, when you're, like, not mentally there, and you're not like, I really want to be playing this, and you're just doing it for a number. I think it can be very good to, like, just do what you want to do, and mm -hmm. The people who like you and like your content will come and watch you and you'll be happier for it too when you're actually doing something you enjoy. Which in turn, I would like to think makes better content as well if you're happier yeah, doing it.
Now, I think this both with Kina and Astral Chain, they're both games that anybody that I've heard play it says, oh my god, it's fantastic. But a lot of people just haven't played it. Yeah, uh, Astral Chain was definitely that for me, where I was not going to pick it up at launch. And one of my friends, AD, had like picked it up and he was running it. And I was like, oh, this game actually looks so sick. Why is mm -hmm. nobody like... Why is nobody talking about this? Why isn't anybody playing it? And then I picked it up and ran it. And it was, it's so cool. It has such a like interesting dynamic of controlling two characters. The combat's really cool. There's some incredible movement stuff you can do because you have this chain where you can like pull yourself to the other character. And they're oh. really incredible skips. And it's had a resurgence now. I haven't run it. I like tried to pick it up again earlier this year. Because a bunch of new stuff had been found, and I never ended up doing a run after learning a bunch of the new stuff. But <laughs> go figure. There, yeah, there are a lot of top runners who are running the game right now. Uh, it's yeah. it's very. I think very that cool comes full circle because you still have record in Astral Chain, right? I have. Uh, I have rec. Uh, I don't even know if uh, I do. I have record for ability. So Astral Chain's weird, where there are uh, ability drops that just like randomly will drop at certain points in the game when you like kill enemies and mm -hmm. some of them are like oh increases your damage by 50 oh no <laughs> and so we we split the categories for there's a category for if you're using a, a abilities that just randomly drop in the game because uh, mm -hmm. nobody wants that heavy like, rng yeah. yeah and then there's there's a category for not and so everybody cares about no abilities and what i would do is if my run was bad, I would just like throw on an ability and go for an ability run. <laughs> and so I think on speedrun.com, I still have the abilities record. I don't even know if that's true anymore. I think somebody else might have it and just not have submitted it because nobody cares. Aww. But yeah, the top three for Astral Chain on the, the category everybody cares about is all Japanese runners now, which is really, oh. really sick. So there was... um, Because I had pushed the game to like a... 250 i want to say and then mariana who was a japanese runner came in and got sub 250 and then i came back and pushed the time down lower and then mariana pushed it even lower and he did an rta in japan run and that like that seemed to really spark an interest in the game from the japanese community and then basically they just like completely destroyed the game and it's it's absolutely incredible what they've accomplished now. There's so many cool different like glitches and skips that have been found. It's really, really incredible stuff. I'm finding more and more. It always seems like that's the funny, like, I, I guess, catalyst for a game progressing. Like, I don't know if you watch uh, the Rixers videos, but like Ratchet mm -hmm. and Clank, there's like random Japanese run because they don't stream on Twitch. Like a lot of them just do YouTube stuff. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, this is a thing we can do? Hold on. And it's like discovered. <laughs> And uh, we've seen it a bit, uh, even in like Crash 4. Uh, I can't remember if Cookie talked about him in the last episode, but yeah, a guy doesn't really come into streams because he just puts things on YouTube. People are like, wait a minute, he's been doing this? He's, he's got this? And it's always so cool to see. It's like, all right, so then the, the Twitch crowd starts incorporating it. It just makes things interesting. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing was, in Japan, but it's it, keep it up. <laughs> it was really awesome because I know... I, I had lowered it because Mariana had gotten like a 249 and then I came back and kind of just like pushed the game down to like the low 240s. I ended with a 241 and then Mariana caught up and pushed it down to a 239. And that was like that was when everybody was like, OK, this is probably like where the limit is. And then there was this guy, uh, Kude RTA, who had like tweeted 
like just over the course of a week tweeted a bunch of like optimizations and skips and like didn't like didn't stream at all just tweeted these twitter clips and then like dropped a run on youtube that was like <laughs> five minutes faster than record Dang. and everybody freaked out it was it was insane man just for real came in dropped the mic yep it was wild there there was some incredible stuff in that run and now it's it's been so cool to see all the japanese runners uh, especially Ratyu, who's been doing stuff recently and now has record, uh, pick that up and really push it. And Shem's been uh, running it as well and is getting close to to beating me and pushing me to, to fifth place. And it's been fun to to keep track of his accomplishments as well. It's just really cool to see a bunch of people running the game again. Oh, yeah, especially something you care about and like seeing it do well is always nice. Yeah, it's really awesome. Now, because I'm biased in it, and I think Kina is a super sick game, super sick speed run. Uh, so you just did, wait, well, we talked about your recent, or Logic's recent marathon. Are you going to also commentate for his GDQ run coming up? Yes. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. And I know you've kind of been doing Pokemon recently, but are you still going to be pushing Kina at all? Yeah, so my, my plan is by the end of this month... I'm going to go back to do, uh, what is the, the category now is uh, any percent no major glitches. So I'm going to be running that because Logic's going to be doing that at GDQ. And I'd like to refresh myself on all of that. And I also know I can get a, a much better time than what I currently have on the board as well. So by the end of this month, I'll be going back to that and trying to push my time down there. And I know Logic will probably be going back to that by the end of the month or the start of next month. Uh, focusing on that category as well so Which, yeah. maybe there'll be some competition there too anybody in here if you haven't checked it out the movement's sick the combat is incredible it is definitely a game worth checking out and after you're done playing it casually you might as well check out the speed run because it's also incredibly busted but it's it's very satisfying to watch it's an amazing speed game i think the fact that the the biggest trick in it in my opinion is the the way that we get dash at the very beginning and the fact that that was found literally day one of the game oh, yeah. being out, it's like, that's so cool. Just being <laughs> able to get that movement ability that opens up so many doors, it's so awesome. It's really, really fun. And the devs are really awesome as well with how they've been handling the game. And like they, they keep constant communication with us as well and keep us updated on bug fixes and all of that stuff. And it's been, it's been really cool. Now, this has... This has been a bit of a recurring question slash segment uh, for the show, because I think early on, especially me with my crash roots, we saw like Toys for Bob just kind of ninja patch things out, not saying anything, and it didn't affect casual playthroughs at all. But since you've had a diverse mix of games and you've seen things with Kina, do you think it's more beneficial to have that open dialogue with devs or does it kind of take away from the the art of playing the game as it is? I love it when devs will have an open communication with things. The, the last two games I've run, not counting Pokemon, but uh, Kina and Scarlet Nexus now both have some like very big tricks. I got a type I was happy with on Scarlet Nexus. I know, I think like last month they patched out a oh, glitch that really? like, completely now destroys the run where you have to basically down patch if you want to compete for a good time uh, because it kills every single skip that we were like doing um but to now have like run kana and have devs who are not only like 
more focused on just patching stuff that affects casual playthroughs and all of that, but we'll also like post in Discord and be like, hey, we're we're making a fix to photo mode. What are the inputs that you guys do for hyper dashing to make sure that this fix doesn't break your break your trick? It's like just seeing messages like that is it's so sick. It's so awesome to know that the devs actually care about speedrunning and what mm-hmm. we're trying to do and like see that there there is a lot of value to having that as like an option of people playing your game uh it's really nice to see devs that respect that and actually want the speedrunning scene to flourish you know it's uh it seems very cool to see especially early on because i was obviously i was looking at it as well and like oh new game uh i thought Oh no, I I didn't get in before, you know, X patch came out and it looked mm-hmm. like they were just, you know, patching things out, but yeah. it's cool to see the communication turnarounds like, "Oh no, we didn't mean to do that. It's just that this was happening and so this was the cause of that." And so even almost retroactively reverse fixing things, but still yeah. fixing things. They're like, "That's something I've never seen before." And that's really cool. It, it was amazing. So patch 1.06 put up that like orange barrier where we would normally go for early dash. And I know in the Discord, everybody was like freaking out, like, oh, no, they're going to patch out all the speedrunning stuff. And I think the the speedrunning community, like, grouped together, wrote together, like, an email and sent it to the dev team. Like, hey, we, we understand that, like, things need to be fixed and all of this stuff. And just, like, letting them know that there is a, a speedrunning scene that, like, actually, like, really enjoys the game and is hoping that we can, like talk and maybe mm-hmm. like come to some kind of compromise and they like responded back and were like oh no we we don't like we don't want to patch out speed running <laughs> tricks this is like there was this casual problem and we'll look into it again later and see what we can do about the wall and then uh patch 1.11 they just completely removed the wall and added like uh there there was a rock that you could swim up onto casually through the water and then use that casually to like get through and so they just removed that geometry entirely. So it's it's really cool that they were so open with us and actually like re repatched to remove that wall that was making things slower. Do they know that the game's gonna be shown off in GDQ? Or have they given any input uh, on that? I, th- I think they know. I could be wrong. Uh, I know there is a dev in the speedrunning Discord, and I, I know they're aware of it at least, but well, I, I mean, hopefully you would think it's good publicity all around. It's like, oh, hey, this yeah. game looks beautiful. Showing it off to a stage of that many people. It, I mean, it shows off the game for one, two. Mm-hmm. And hope, I'm hoping that it brings a larger notice to probably one of the most underrated games of 2021. Yeah, I hope so as well. Now, I was talking a little bit before about how I'm always... And I don't know if you feel the same way. Whenever I play a new game casually, I kind of look like, how would this be as a speed game? And one of my major ones was actually Final Fantasy VII Remastered, which I saw you did and uh, mm-hmm. didn't necessarily love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I looked into it a bit and like clipping uh, through things for sequence breaks and stuff like that. And plus length alone made it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to do that. But how how was your time running that? Was it still just pain or... Were there redeeming yes. qualities? Uh, so I I have run 7R on two different occasions. So I, I was running the demo before the game came out. And that was a lot of fun because it was basically just chapter one. And there was like a good group of us who were doing it. Dessa, who raided earlier, was also doing that. Oh, um, okay. And 
so that was a lot of fun. And then after that, the, the the full game dropped. I like tried to get into the full game run. It was a little too long for me. Uh, and I also was not very good. Not much had been found. So it was like a six hour run. And that's like, that's really pushing mm-hmm. what I can like sit down for a single setting and do a run in. So I, I moved on from it and then came back once certain skips had been found and the, the time was better. And I had a good stretch where I was like competing for top times, trading record back and forth with Roy Zoga. And we were both pushing the game down. It dropped like probably like over 20 minutes over the course of a month, which is going back and forth, trading records and new skips getting found and all of this stuff. Uh, And then I hit a wall where I was going for sub five. And I don't know if it was just like my mental state at the time or the fact that there were a bunch of different tricks that like you could mess up and just completely kill your run. And they would be like two and a half hours in, three hours in. There's one that's like my my last run that I did of the game. I was I want to say like three or four minutes ahead going into chapter 15 out of 18. I messed up a trick in chapter 15, got tilted and forgot a menu and lost my entire lead leaving that chapter. And I ended stream and have not touched the game since. (laughs) Uh, But now that it is. Yeah. Now that it's come to PC, I've said that I I will go back to it. Uh Uh, So sometime soon in the near future i'll go back to it and probably have a better mindset and i know the pc port has patched out a lot of the the skips they fixed a, oh, a really? glitch called infinite flea yeah so the the it was present on the the ps5 intergrade port as well they fixed that glitch and it breaks a bunch of skips and so now there's only like one big one but because of the the loading time decreases and everything the run's still not like that much longer than it was before oh I think it's really like only it's only like 15 or 20 minutes slower with only having that one skip uh still present so it's pretty nice i guess yeah load times must have been awful yeah in hindsight they, they were not great oh is that something that had a load remover eventually so people could play it on other consoles because uh, I, I think there was difficulties because it's just like a black screen or something yeah it's like so I much know- of the game is dark we had an image-based load remover that was working for the demo. Um, and then when the full game dropped, I don't know if it was because there were issues with how the full game did certain loading screens or if it just like never really got picked up, but there wasn't a load remover for the, the full game. But now there is one in the works for the PC port. Oh, that's cool. Definitely nice. Now, since, I mean, you, you upload, like, all your PBs to YouTube and stuff like that, do you ever see yourself moving in, like, a, a larger content creation way or pushing that, or do you still just see yourself as a speedrunner for now? Uh, my goal for the, the future is definitely start doing some more, like, structured YouTube content on either uh, what, what I was doing, because I, I took a break from speedrunning and did casual stuff earlier in the year. I think that's, like, a good way of doing YouTube content, if I do mm-hmm. play something casually on stream, like, make some videos on it, whether it's, like, talking about it from a game design perspective, since I do have, like, a game design background, stuff like that, um, or just making, I don't know, highlights of PBs or stuff, especially for some of the longer runs, like Pokemon, where it's a three and a half hour run, yeah. and 
people don't want to sit through a three and a half hour VOD, <laughs> maybe like putting together a 15 minute highlight reel of what happened in a, a good PB or something. I could I, definitely see myself doing stuff like that. So my brain instantly was like, Ooh, I'd be interested in that. It seemed like uh, the, the game design perspective of something. And yeah. there's stuff like seeing the, the devs react to speedruns. I'm like, Oh, this is something that interests me. So see, having like an alternate take on something I think is just good content. Versus, yeah. you know, the average same thing. You know, this is a let's play. I, mm -hmm. I pass on that. But yep. for some reason, <laughs> I don't know why on YouTube, a lot of people's like their PBs and stuff get lots of views. I'm like, I wouldn't ever watch someone's run back. I just I'll watch it live mm -hmm. or be like, OK, yep, that was cool. GG. Yep. Yeah. A lot of the time when I watch runs, it's either I, I watch it live um, or if I am going to watch a run on YouTube, it's like either a game I'm looking into running and I'm doing it for studying purposes, or it's like a friend of mine who had a good PB that I missed live and I'll watch that. But like just searching for random speed runs on YouTube is definitely not something that I mm -hmm. do often. Now I, I have to ask, how old were you when you first started doing Minecraft note blocks and do you ever oh feel nostalgic God. about doing it again or? Oh, <laughs> Oh, uh, oh wow. That was like I think it was either junior or senior year of high school cuz I was like doing a bunch of uh Minecraft like PVP server stuff mm. and there was like a section on the forum or whatever for the server I was on where you could uh post stuff and I was like, "Oh, I'll make cuz I I have a music background. I played violin for a, a long time. I did musical theater." Uh so I started do looking into note block stuff and it was fun. And I did that for like maybe a year and had had some like larger uploads. I think it's still probably like my most viewed video on my YouTube channel is probably <laughs> one of those note block covers. And like every few weeks or so, I'll just like see a comment from someone that are like, oh, can you make a tutorial for this of like a note block video that's like six years old? And I, I don't even know, like it brings it back a bunch of memories, maybe for like. I don't know, maybe for April Fool's sometime, I'll just say I'm switching back to <laughs> note block videos. For Get the, the, the dream kids to come check out Kina. Yeah. That, that's the big brain play. I don't know. Part of me regrets it. Maybe maybe if I just done note block stuff all the time, who knows? <laughs> could, could be a Minecraft speedrunner right now. I feel like that has to be so time consuming because like <laughs> I've seen them, you know, even growing up, Minecraft's been around forever. People would do that and like... Doing anything longer than five seconds, I'm like, this is too much work for me. Yeah, there there are definitely certain tools you can use that like make it easier. There's like a note block studio, which will like export some parts into a map. Oh, uh, the big thing is, though, Minecraft itself has like limitations on its tick rate. So like tempo for a song or mm -hmm. like uh, the, the range of notes you can use. And that was the stuff that I actually found really interested uh when i was doing note block stuff is how can you make a song still sound good when you're like forced into these limitations and that was interesting i uh did you wind up using like studio stuff like that or was it all in game a little bit yeah i started doing stuff in game and then i'd use studio stuff for some other things now this kind of it made me think of another thing so do you think you put more time into uh like minecraft stuff or speedrunning now Oh, speedrunning for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and what game have you grinded the most? I think my, my longest playtime is definitely KH3. Uh, I, I put a lot of time into KH3 when it released. It was basically like, 
I'd go to class. I'd come home from class. I'd just do KH3 after homework. In between classes, I'd like watch <laughs> runs on my phone to like try and study what people were doing. It was like it was a very, very weird few months where I was completely obsessed with the game and just played a ton of it. I I'll be honest, you talking about it, it kind of makes me want to almost replay it because like, you know what? Maybe maybe I missed out. I should give it another look through. I'd highly recommend it. It's a really it's a really good game, especially if you haven't played the the Remind stuff. If you're like familiar with the KH2 data battles and stuff like that, it's got stuff like that, which is oh yeah, very, and those very are so game. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, as a you know, speed watch yourself, do you have a game that you love to watch the run for, but you would never run it yourself? Um, mm. I've been watching a good amount of SM64. Recently, a good friend of mine, Nick V, does a lot of SM64 runs. Uh, I watch Quint Stevens. Uh, watch a lot of top SM64 runners. I'm bad at platforming, and I have never owned an N64, so I don't have like that attachment to yeah. N64 games. Uh, so I don't think it's a game I would ever run. And it's also just like, it's super duper optimized at this point the, the the level that top runners are on it's oh crazy. yeah and i know i'd never be able to catch up even if i wanted to so i don't think it's ever something i would run but i really enjoy watching it i've always uh i've kind of thought this and said it a bit i feel like sm64 runners almost have like a cult and where <laughs> they play that game and they only play that game and like yeah. i think to get good you almost have to but yeah exactly it's crazy it and it's just so big. Demanding. Yeah, like yeah. everybody knows the SM64 run. Now, I guess... Uh... Wow, I, I, wow, I lost it. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> uh, what do you enjoy most out of... Or how do I phrase this properly? Is there a certain tech in mind or like speed thing that stands out in any of the runs that you're like, oh, this is the coolest thing I do? Ooh, uh, I'm I'm gonna say something a bit controversial here, I guess. Uh, in terms of Kana stuff, there is a trick that was found more recently, uh, called PMI or photo mode intercepting, where we have the trick that we do, which is the hyper dash, where we like go into a pause mode state where we can still move and dash across a long distance. Uh, and there is a trick that you can do with that where you do a hyper dash in a way that it's angled so that you never get timed out by the game. And then you can use the collision on the camera to redirect yourself and change your speed. And using oh. that, you can basically get anywhere on the map from this one spot. Uh, and a lot of people find it to be less interesting because it basically changes the route to just get to this one spot and do the trick three times in a row. And then hope that you don't mess it up because it's also very inconsistent. Yeah, that and sounds hard scary. To pull off. But I, I think it's super interesting. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, Astral Chain also has a trick called uh, Super Climbing, which I never was able to do in my runs of it because it got found afterwards. But uh, since it was found, it absolutely broke that game apart. And I think it's a really <laughs> cool trick. There's like with your Legion, which is the character you control. Uh, as long as it's above you, the game, when you like bring yourself to it, will put you slightly above your legion. And then you can call them again and do it again. So you'll like ladder oh, up. Oh, God. And you yeah. Can gain a ton of height with it. And it's it's very cool. Could see how that would easily break a game for sure. Yeah. 
Now, do you have anything that you're looking at potentially running? I mean, I know you kind of just started Pokemon, but anything mm -hmm. else like sticking out to you? Like, oh, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe a new glitched version of Pokemon or a completely new game. Yeah, uh, there, there are three games I have in mind that I want to run. Uh, one of which is 7R. I want to relearn that on PC and get caught up with all the new stuff that's been found. I want to run uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is part oh, of the reason yeah, I picked that, up. That looked cool. Yeah. Part of the reason I picked up Brilliant Diamond is I haven't really run a Pokemon game seriously before. I ran a Pokemon Sword for like two to three weeks while I was waiting for 7R to come out. Mm -hmm. But getting to spend time with Pokemon and like see how routing works, see how all of those decisions are made, I think uh, is a good way of setting up for running Legends Arceus. Uh, but another game is uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Which oh, I played yeah. earlier this year. I was planning on running it, but I never ended up getting around to it. And that's something I'd like to actually look into and try and run at some point. Now let's get the chat mad and uh, I'd love to hear your guys' opinion too. But what's the best generation of Pokemon? Uh, my favorite gen's Gen 3, for sure. Oh, okay. I Pokemon Emerald uh, is my favorite game of all time. I played a lot of Gen 3 when I was younger. I think the, the Battle Frontier in Emerald. I'm totally with incredible. you. This is the right answer, yeah. by the way. I, I really, really like Gen 3. I like Gen 4 a lot as well. Uh, I like Black and White too, but Gen 3 is definitely my favorite. Now, how's it been? Because you've been giving it a couple weeks now, pretty serious. How is actually speedrunning Pokemon games? It's Because been... it's definitely, it's not combat driven. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been very interesting to do something that's a lot more relaxed and chill where I can kind of just like talk to chat, uh, have fun in that way, as opposed to like being hyper-focused on nailing certain tricks yeah. or whatever. Um, the RNG has been hitting me a bit recently <laughs> in terms of dying to crit super early on. I'm uh... still on, I'm on a slower route. So there, there are two routes for brilliant diamond one which uses a scyther that you catch in underground uh and that's the round that's the route that i started learning and there's a faster route that does uh kaza which is an in-game trade that you get in yeah. and you trade for an apra and my plan was after i pb'd like a week ago i'll do do a few runs until i get sub 330 because that seems like a good stopping point with scyther and then i'll switch to kaza and learn the kaza route and like get a compete for like a top time on there and then I did not like finish a run for a full <laughs> week because I either would keep dying before I could get to Scyther or I'd get to Scyther. And then it's like you have a 50% chance of him spawning in oh, the room. No. And then if he's at a higher level than you, your catch rate is super low. And then if you do catch him, he needs to have the technician ability and not the swarm ability. And if it has the swarm ability, then you can't run with it. So I'm no math magician, a but stuff. a 50% by another 50% and then the level making things harder. And like, that sounds yeah. uh, not fun. It's not fun. It's definitely not great. <laughs> but eventually I'll, I'll get a time I'm happy with. And then Casa seems more consistent because you don't have to deal with that Scyther catch. And that'll be a lot nicer. I don't think anybody's really... because. Uh, I think you have record for glitchless, right? Um, I think, uh, oh, now, so there, 
there's a, a split on turbo and non-turbo now. Oh uh, yeah, what is that? Where so it they allow turbo controllers, which I am 100% happy with because there is absolutely no way I could run this game. Is there much mashing involved? I there's, actually there's I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh one of the one of the bad things about the mashing in this game is I'm I could be wrong on this because I haven't run many other Pokemon games, but in a lot of other games you can like hold a button to make the text advance faster and then you just are mashing to like advance your text boxes, clear your text boxes. Uh in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, you have to mash the entire text box. Anytime that you're not mashing, oh. the text advances slower. So anytime that there's text on screen, if you're not mashing optimally, you're just losing time. Yeah, that so, sounds awful. Yeah. And it's like three hours of and it's it's three <sighs> hours of mashing, but it's it's not even like execution mashing where yeah. it's like the, the the timing of your mashing matters or anything. It's just mindless mashing to clear text. And I think that having a turbo controller allowed for it is great because I also like I was fine with mashing and when I was doing sword and shield, uh, I couldn't really do runs multiple days in a row because I just like need to give my hands a break. But with a turbo controller, you can actually like do multiple runs in a day, uh, which is nice. Um, but I believe a lot of the, the people who are more focused on the game uh, are doing non-turbo. I had record up until I think it was like five days ago. And now some of the people who have run Shining Pearl with the Kaiser route came over to Brilliant Diamond and have pushed the time down. But I'm hoping to eventually uh, get to compete on that level within the next few weeks. But we'll see. All right. Uh, we have reached that 90 minute mark. And also I, I'm about done. So I think it's about time we open things up to chat. If that sounds OK to you. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. I would great. definitely like to give a few shout outs. Thank you again, Dessa, for the raid. That was awesome. And for the follow. Uh, Turt, much love. Appreciate your resub. Mixus, thank you for the follow. Deed as well. And Jordan, welcome in. Uh, at this point, if you are on speedrun.com and you want to come join our chat, ask our lovely guests some questions, you're welcome to do so. I'm going to turn on chat box and uh, alert box now. So yeah, cookies first question was does mashing make it go even faster than tech speed fast yeah so even with the the tech speed set to fast there's um it's basically whenever there is text advancing on the screen if you're mashing that text will advance at a at a faster speed so anytime that there is a text box on screen you basically have to be mashing otherwise you're losing time over somebody who's mashing optimally and that's one of the the reasons that there was a, a lot more support for having Turbo Controller be allowed as a subcategory on this board. Because I know it had been allowed for like category extensions on Sword and Shield, and there was like some discussion around it. And with with this game coming out, and just the amount of mashing that there was, and how intensive it was with needing to mash for the entire text box, uh, there was a lot of support with people who were interested in running with Turbo Controller. It's uh, I've noticed, especially with this newest Pokemon game, things that people are having conversations about seem to be recurring like throughout the entire speedrun community. So like turbo controllers mm. was a major point for a bit. Yeah. And then uh, another thing, the the music being off makes it faster. Did they wind up doing a category split for that or is it? No. So there, yeah, there, there was discussion on whether it should like be allowed be allowed as its category and have like a category split be allowed with a variable 
at this point, it's it's just a variable on the boards where you have music and no music. Uh, a lot of the people who were like hesitant about allowing it or wanting to make it like a, in a separate category at the start, like ended up doing runs with music off and were like, oh, it isn't actually as big of a deal. Yeah, as no, it seems, me, yeah. especially the way you do it. I'm like, why doesn't everybody mm -hmm. just do the same way? Just play your own it's, music. It's nice. You yeah, can even play Pokemon <laughs> music only without exactly. script script for it. If yep. I want to listen to all of Cynthia's theme like three times. I'll do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, now, Aerith versus Naminé. Who's the best waifu? Oh, Naminé for sure. Ooh, Aerith's not even no contest. Aerith's not even the best nom uh, uh, waifu in Seven. True, Tifa it's gang. Tifa. Yeah, mm -hmm. he knows what's up. If if it was Tifa, Tifa's best waifu of all time for anything. Tifa's a Tifa's a great character. She's just bad at uh, I, she's bad. <laughs> Family friendly, family friendly. <laughs> uh, DDS, what's your favorite game of all time? Yeah, uh, ooh, uh, Pokemon Emerald. Real, yeah. Really, of all time? Mm -hmm. Now that's kind of surprising just because, uh, you know, the, the combat thing. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's just like the memories I have of being a kid and playing a bunch of the, the Gen 3 games and how much time I put into that game. There's just something that sticks in my mind with it. 2FM's up there as well. 2FM is definitely uh definitely close to the top. And Logic, our man, uh if you could change one thing about your speedrunning career, what would it be? Oh, that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, a, uh, that's a I might have one. to steal that one, add that into the repertoire. Um If I could change one thing about my speedrunning career, I think Yeah, we'd I, all be better without out, logic. Yeah, I, 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 this is kind of a cop-out. I wish I started earlier. I wish I had gotten into speedrunning earlier. I wish I would tried to do runs earlier. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was a, a whole era of time that I completely missed out on. Like the whole oh, SRL sure. days and all of that stuff. I think it would have been really interesting to be around back then, uh, but without like that time travel shenanigan, uh, I feel like Ooh. maybe sticking with KH more than I did. Oh, I really? Know. Yeah. See here, I I figured like you put in a, a good amount of time. Yeah, I I have more recently as well tried to stay away from things that i've run in the past because i was getting stuck in that hole of like oh, i could go back to this game and get a better time but i actually want to experience other things uh but i don't know i feel like especially now with like watching yita do a lot of kh3 and knowing that maybe there's a chance that i like could reach that level i feel like if i'd stuck with it a bit more maybe i i would have gotten there but i also think when i when i did leave i was like mentally just ready to leave and i was very happy with what i accomplished so at the same time i feel okay with where i'm at yeah i i was trying to think of what my answer would be for that and i don't know i feel like at the time everything i did just seems right maybe i should have started yeah. this this whole show earlier but beyond that eh. hmm. i guess i i could also say if I would just like chosen a super popular game now from that the very been beginning, even better, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dedicated all of this time to some like super popular game and actually have seen 
a lot of success with that. I think that that would have been great too, but I'm happy with the games that I did run. So, As a, a quick note, and we talked about this before starting everything, I encourage everyone to check out on the 28th of January, I'm now involved in the For the Love of Gaming Marathon, which uh, I should probably put a link in chat, but either sign up to be a runner, that would be super cool, or just, you know, come hang out. It's a good charity cause and really good, really good staff. Yeah, yeah there I'll we go. I'll definitely submit some stuff to that. that uh, like it's a great marathon. Submissions are still open on Oingus, you know, the, the speedrunner submission website. So be sure to check that out, guys. Do you have a, like, what game do you think you would want to showcase at a marathon if you were to? Uh, I... Before this year, I would have said KH3 because I I'd gotten um. I know we talked about GDQ stuff like during the the setup as well, mm -hmm. but I I went to GDQ, had a lot of fun there, and I had goals in my mind of wanting to go to more in person marathons and then also wanting to be a runner at it. And I submitted KH3 to RPG Limit Break 2020, and it got accepted, and I was super excited about it. But that entire event just completely got canceled. But now I'm at the point where, like, if I was going to show it off, I don't think I would do a great job of it. I think there are better runners Aww. than me who could do it. Uh, so right now, if I could show off any game at a marathon, it'd probably be uh, Kana, Kana or uh, Scarlet Nexus. Oh, yeah, Scarlet Nexus. That's uh, that's actually when I first started, like, lurking onto your streams and stuff. That game looks kind of sick. It's I had really no cool. idea what was going on, but I was I was into it, and yeah. just the whole color scheme. I'm a sucker for like good art style. It's it's a really cool looking game. I think the the combat is not the best, especially in the the speed running part of it. You kind of abuse certain options, and it's a little bit shallow on that end. But it feels really good to go fast in that game. It's a lot of fun. I I am definitely I am monkey brain. I, I like to zoom through things. I'm like, this is cool. So like, I'm mm -hmm. glad I picked the first game I did because it's just got movement tech where I'm like, oh, you get to go way faster than intended. And that's all I need. So I yeah. need to find something that does that for me again, but not like too ridiculously impossible to do, which is mm -hmm. a hard balance for sure. Yeah. What what about you guys? Anybody got any more pressing questions? What is a good ratio of practice to running? Oh, that's a uh, toughie. That is a very tough question. I think that I used to be. Uh, I think there are there are a lot of people who will just do runs and just like do runs over and over again. And I th that's where I used to be, especially when I started out. I didn't really start like grinding practice until cage three came out. And that's when I like really started to, to see how effective it can be to like actually dedicate a bunch of time to practice. I think you should spend. Uh, at least and I, I don't know if this is a correct percentage, at least 80% of the time that you spend trying to do full runs of stuff on screen uh, on stream or offline or whatever i think you should spend at least 80 percent of that time as well uh practicing things in no, your own time that is crazy high to hear like yeah and i think you're right for sure like you're not gonna just magically get better by doing more runs mm -hmm. 
but also I, I don't know if this is just a twitch effect or a streamer effect but part of my mentality is like oh if i'm going to be playing this game anyway i should stream it yeah but also like i don't think i enjoy streaming practice at all so it's, it's kind of a weird boat. duality there yeah I, i'm in that exact same boat where a lot of the time when i'm trying to play a game i want to stream it because that time spent could be spent streaming and that's a good thing and i mm -hmm. don't think practice streams are as entertaining as full runs and i also like a lot of time when i am practicing i just do the same thing over and over again for yeah. like an hour and i don't think that's very fun to watch uh but what, what i'll normally do is i'll like take a day or two in the week where i will not stream and then just like spend the time that i would have spent streaming just grinding practice that whole time and then i'll do like an hour hour and a half or so of practice before i start stream on most days so it ends up being a good amount of practice. I think especially when you're trying to get a good PB, it's very easy to get in the habit of, like, I know I can hit this time. I just want to keep doing runs to, like, maximize yeah. my chance of hitting that time. And then you get into a weird spot where, especially if you're, like, resetting a lot, then your end game starts to suffer because you don't see it as When's much. When's the last time the, you played it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's definitely good to be able to dedicate a, a good amount of time to practicing. I think, uh, yeah, I need to do that again. Because my first speed game, I practiced so much. But mm -hmm. I found that the more games I've picked up, I just don't practice nearly as much. In fact, yeah. it's almost a curse word, the, the P word. Oh, no. I think as well, uh, not, not to say that everybody needs to practice that much. I think depending on what your goal is as well, that really True. determines yeah what what your practice time is like if mm. you're trying to get record you should be spending as much time as you are doing runs doing practice uh if you're just trying to pb or like have fun with the game then that level of practice to to amount of time that you spend doing runs will will change a lot i'm i'm loving this wholesome chat everybody giving hugs you guys are great <laughs> love you guys oh. everybody can have hugs now, I like this question, Logic asks, uh, any advice to your follow peers that help you during a dry spell speedrunning? Yeah, uh, take breaks. I was very dumb running KH3, where I had like a month or so where I was just banging my head into a wall over and over again, not getting anywhere. And everybody kept telling me to take a break, and I felt like if I take a break, I'm just going to come back and play worse. And I don't want to stop because I know that I can get the time that I want right now. Um, and then I took a two week break because the game was killing me. <laughs> and then I came back and three days later, I, I reached my goal. So I, I think, uh, taking breaks is a very good thing that not enough people mm -hmm. will do. Um, and also, uh, I don't know. I think if you're experiencing a, a dry spell as well, I think a lot of the time, mentally as a as like a motivation i think it's just fun to watch other people run the game that you're running or run other games or just like watch your friends do runs in pb and all of that stuff i think that can be a, a good motivation boost too oh for sure I, have you witnessed this i i think it's so interesting and it just whole human mentality and for one, I the concept that taking a break can sometimes make you play better frustrates me to no end because i i like <laughs> the idea of oh a grind paying off but besides yep. that, whenever you see one person PB, it seems to be three more people PB that day. Yeah. It's like, yep. 
other people's success motivates your success in a weird it's way. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm in a lot of discords with a lot of people who do runs, and there are quite a few days where, like, it'll just be, like, a bunch of people, like, oh, all the boys popped off today. It's, hey, it's a, a, a PB one day. Yep, it's great. Something that I meant to ask, and I did a a recorded episode this week as well, and I think I want to make this another recurring question. But what are your thoughts on taking breaks in longer categories, like being able to pause the timer? Ooh, um, I think, I think it is a a good thing. I think accessibility and speedrunning, and just like making, uh, allowing more people to do a run, especially when like. When runs get to the point where they're like eight plus hours yeah. long and you're like needing to structure your entire day around the fact that you are trying to do a run and all of that stuff, I think allowing a break at some point can definitely be, be a good idea. I don't think like the blatant statement of, yeah, everybody should be able to take breaks works. I think it should definitely be on like a, a per game basis. I know there are like some games have built in breaks like uh. 2fm for like the the longer categories like plat and stuff you have the the credits where you get like your your 20 minutes to go eat or take a bathroom or whatever um but yeah and uh cookie is as well what you're saying i think you you can always take a break for yourself right and just leave the timer going but i i do think for for longer runs having like a a designated you can take like this many like five minute breaks throughout a run uh can be a can be a good option to have there's a, a weird mental where I think people will suffer a bit if you keep a timer going, because like, why would you intentionally yeah. take a time loss to something? Mm -hmm, definitely. And yeah, so a game that has it built in is actually kind of really nice. But I look at things like Breath of the Wild, you know, yeah. those completion categories are like Absolutely. even Final Fantasy seven are like it just seems awful to mm -hmm. be like, OK, well, I can't stretch like I can't go to the yeah. bathroom when I need to. And these are natural I, I, things, but. I do understand where it makes moderation hard. Uh, I think a lot of speedrunning is being able to deal with pressure as well. So if you're able to just mm -hmm. take a 10-minute breather, go have a smoke, and come back, it's like, oh, yeah. that's, that's rough. I, I don't I, know. I think, I'm torn on it yeah. myself. That's why I'm interested by other people's opinion. I'm conflicted on it as well. Having run longer games like 7R and stuff, I think there there's definitely a, a level of like mental fortitude and mm -hmm. stuff that like goes into doing a longer run like that and i think that is something you can like practice for and train for and whatever um but i think like so some long very long runs it's like i don't know because i i personally don't have much stake in it because i can't do that like yeah, I, right. I can't sit down for like nine hours and do a run it's just it's too much for me um and maybe <laughs> if if there were those designated breaks then that's something that i like might actually do uh or look into but even then it's still daunting also i think if yeah oh, sorry go ahead it, if a lot of people running a category want there to be a break i think there's no reason to to not allow it i just want to say real quickly cam hi good to see you and thar thank you for the follow we're actually okay so i'm only 12 away from 1k and although it is a cosmetic achievement it would oh, make wait. me really happy so jordan also thank you swift thank you well, I, mean, <laughs> I won't i won't say anything about that one but 
I uh, definitely did not realize that I was not following. No, no, that's okay. Right. I understand. <laughs> Wash content anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, do you have like anybody that you kind of look up to as far as runners and stuff like that? Anybody that inspires you? Yeah, I, I have. Uh, I just got my viewer recap earlier today, mm -hmm. and uh, Aram's also. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, discounting one partnered streamer who I was binge watching uh, because they were watching Hell's Kitchen. I oh like no! Kitchen. Uh, <laughs> my my just top chatting. Three, yeah, my top three are Logic, Etchy, and Violin. Uh, and they are three people who I look up to a lot. I think Logic is. I don't understand how he does what he does. It's it's crazy. I think Logic is the most talented speedrunner I have met up until this point i've said this multiple times as well and he he knows i think uh it's just absolutely insane to me how logic can go between so many games and just completely destroy them God, don't blow up as you go too much everyone. i've talked to that guy <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need it and then i i really love etchy etchy uh i met because he started running kh3 when i was running kh3 mm -hmm. and uh it's been so interesting to see him go from doing KH3 to then like meeting him at GDQ and then uh, him switching over to Pokemon and now like averaging like 150 plus viewers a stream oh, yeah. doing Pokemon and like just absolutely being incredible at Pokemon running and routing and everything. It's really cool. And Violin as well. Uh, I, I talked about earlier how there's that like viewer disparity on KH and Violin recently this past year kind of just broke through that and hit partner basically just focusing on 1fm and uh kh2 rando and stuff and it's been so cool to see him grind 1fm and he's uh he has any percent record for beginner and standard right now and is going for proud so it'll be really cool to see if he can accomplish that as well but they they've all motivated me a lot uh they all have a lot of <laughs> talent and skill and put on good streams and i i look up to them and i try to emulate as much as i can from them hey also shemcat thank you for the follow now swift if you could pick anybody to be on the show who would you call out <clears throat> oh uh i guess g going back to that big three i'd say uh both etchy and violin would be awesome uh to have on the show i think uh Violin in terms of KH has done quite a bit. Uh, Etchy in terms of Pokemon, especially uh, with like, it seems like there's been a, a new wave in Pokemon recently, especially with like the, the Switch speedrunning stuff. And there's there's been a lot of uh, stuff being discussed in the, in the Pokemon community. And I think uh, Etchy has done an incredible job of fostering a, a very welcoming and uh, encouraging community. And also just pushing Pokemon runs forward in a in a really great way. Well, it's impossible for me to know anyone, and I also sometimes feel small dogged. So I'll shoot a DM, and uh, yeah, if they say no or just ghost me, then I'll count on you guys <laughs> at home to harass them. Be like, "Dang, you heard about this? You should Bully do this. Bully them exactly." Thank you. Yeah. But besides that that is all i have for you if we got any last questions go ahead and shoot chat but we are about to wrap it up thank you so much for having me this was a lot of fun yeah i, I really enjoyed thank it. you again for being on
<laughs> you know, we try our best. Put put pants on one leg at a time, just like everyone else. Logic. <laughs> What's next after Pokemon? I'm gonna do uh, Legends Arceus, and then Seven uh, R, and maybe Persona Five Strikers. Probably. Maybe go back to Cage Three. I'm planning on doing Rando, uh, and. If I am playing Rando and playing the game more, there's some sick, twisted part of my brain that's going to be like, you need to run to the <laughs> So that'll probably happen <laughs> at some point. Well, awesome. Yeah, uh, again, thank you so much. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you.